Play-By Podcast is hosted on the Abnormal Mapping Network, which you can find at abnormalmapping.com or support through Patreon at patreon.com forward slash abnormalmapping. In the face of Sidonia's looming destruction, the old worries of Weldon Walt seemed far away and altogether insignificant. Money, work, comfort. All that mattered now was that next forward step. Never quite escaping the shadow of the Amano capital ship that loomed large overhead. Never quite out of earshot of the thumping boom of artillery or the mechanical whirring of distant anchors. He'd run and run and run until he'd entered the Halation Square, the shelter a generous sprint across the concourse. The security forces had already mustered, gunmetal gray anchors shining fresh off the assembly line, a pilot descending to meet him as he approached. Officer Piedmont Kells. We were waiting for you, Overseer Volt. Already a few inside. He barely managed a mumbled response before Kells had rushed him into the shelter proper and shown him to his console. Just wait for the all clear. We'll keep you safe. Weldon watched, dumbstruck, as the reinforced metal doors closed expecting to never open them again. The last he saw of the outside world was a city on fire, and the strong, confident smile of Piedmont Kells. Welcome to Play by Podcast, an actual play podcast about storytelling through the medium of tabletop role-playing games. I'm Michael, the GM, and today I'm joined by Leon Barnes. Hello, hello. Liam Higgins. Hey, who? And Max Coe. Mushy, mushy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> he said hello twice, and I, it, it happened. Oh, God. This is going in anime direction. I cannot mm-hmm. be. 
We that's the, that's the that point. A long time ago. It's going in a direction. It's, uh, yeah, that's true. It's we been have made in the this bed, Liam. The ship is out here. We it's are laying here. in it. Uh huh. And it's a filthy bed, full of sweat, <laughs> full of uh, oh. body pillows and, yeah. and, and uh, Hago hoodies. Listen, I I have a question for the fans out there. Are we moe enough for you? I'm deleting every. I'm, I'm deleting the podcast. The podcast no longer exists. Are we moe? No need to be so tsundere, Michael. I will add abnormal mapping. I will tell Jackson (laughs) and him that we're we're packing it in. Uh, I will delete all of your accounts. Cool. Across the spectrum. Well, we'll find out if it was worth it. I believe it was. On today's episode. (laughs) So, last episode, the Amano fleet moved on Mars and began what seems like an invasion of some kind. Uh, while you were all in the middle of a mission to take back an anchor factory owned by the Wingard house. Which we succeeded in up until the point of coup. I'm sure that someone from House Wingard will have some questions about the structural damage. Not me. (laughs) Not me. Yeah, it was! (laughs) It actually, it was. No, it wasn't. (laughs) No, it wasn't. All right, liar. Hey, you got the proof? I do. The giant hole in the factory... Ceiling? Yes. That's not proof. It's pretty big proof. Bullshit. BD probably has a recorded 24-hour like visual, audio-visual memory. So, yeah. <laughs> I'll find a way to delete it. <laughs> Good luck with that. Hacked <laughs> to disguise my, my building crimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta hack my failures. But uh, you guys joined up with who had earlier been your enemies, the, the Iron Bulls, a rival mercenary group a rival gang of freelancers and clear fan of the dragon age series oh it, hoyt is probably iron bull's biggest fan mm-hmm. same but uh, you teamed up with the iron bulls uh and struck a deal with dominic amano of house amano when he made himself known to you with his uh forces to try and retake the factory from you the total ass that he is and in exchange for allowing you to leave the factory alive and a temporary ceasefire so that you could rescue some of the citizens of the city of Sidonia, you allowed dominic to take over the anchor factory we promised to fuck off basically essentially yeah it's not really allowed we kind of just we reached fuck it we reached maximum fuck it capacity. Yeah, pretty much. And so like, we had to go. <laughs> there was no sugarcoating it. We reached fuck it. So you, you seeded the factory to the Yamanos, and uh, where we left off, uh, the vehement was passing over the retreating iron bulls who were driving into the town in their stolen transport trucks, hauling their broken anchors. You were heading toward one of the squares of Sidonia, which is one of Mars's large population centers mm. and is now full of smoking craters. Yeah. And the sound of heavy gunfire. Just a regular old day for us. <laughs> Just a Tuesday. In the very quick little uh, transition sequence between uh, Hadley's Ridge, where you were picked up, and uh, landing in... Uh, what's a good name for a square? <laughs> I like just thought of the word halation. Sure. On a Greek wave. Halacious is a thing. Fair enough. But uh, you you are beelining Wait. it. <laughs> Snow halation. That's where I, yeah, that's where I got the word. But. You took it from a love life song, you piece of shit. 
Yeah. Well, man. if we change the spelling to like, like no, Helios, no, same spelling. H- oh, fuck you. <laughs> Halation has is a word that has a meaning. Okay. So do we? So do we have idols in this universe we created? I mean, yeah. obviously. Oh, great! Idols existed in this current timeline, so they exist in in the territory. Yes. Halation, the spreading of light beyond its proper boundaries to form a fog around the edges of a bright image in a photograph or on a television screen. So, you are heading for the Halation Square in Cydonia, which is the the square where all of the like emergency beacons are directing civilians to go in this time of panic. Mhm. Uh, where are each of you right now as you are making your way to the Halation Square. Um, probably. I mean, are, are we gonna open like the the cargo bay or where the the mechs are being held or what? Where are we planning on putting everybody? What's the biggest space we have? I, I would assume it's just wherever you can fit them. So in the cargo bay, in the halls, on the yeah. deck. Just whatever our large entrance that they would be coming through. That's um, where I'm taking up shop. It really depends on like how many people you're intending to take on. I would think we would probably put them in the hall. I don't think we want to haul them up in the cargo bay like that. I mean, listen, it's better than being stuck on this damn planet. I mean, it is, but... I want to go... I My intention is to go full capacity. Once there's no more room for more people, then we no longer take on people. Cargo bay it is, then. Mm-hmm. So, BD, just doing some... some cursory like spatial math of the area of the behemoth you could probably fit i'd say like 20 more people on the ship okay uh, because the crew is uh, the three of you ambrose mm-hmm. el capitano and 11 other crew members okay so every all of us are gonna go on the deck, and maybe one to watch out for the the refugees down here. You figure that you can manage twenty more people throughout the ship. Okay. Just kind of spread out around the ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, then, mostly in the cargo bay. That's that's where yeah. you would want to stuff them around the legs of the anchors. Yeah. For the most part, right. BD is going to move whatever like cargo boxes and have the 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 anchors moved like to the side so they're on the walls so that there's more space for people to stand and they're not just like, you know, on either side of a mech. It is mildly dangerous uh, to keep them in the cargo bay because you do drop the mechs out of that. Then we won't. <laughs> no, no, no. They just, they just shouldn't be there when the mechs are leaving. Yeah. That so, would be bad. They would fall out of the bottom of the ship. Noted. Essentially, we tell them to clear the area. When we have to get the mechs out. If we do, which, fingers crossed, before we drop them off, we wouldn't have to. Well, knowing our luck and track record. Yeah. Well, they can they can take up the empty space we leave in the <laughs> on the deck or whatever. So where are the three of you? Set me up, fam. I've set up the cargo bay to hold as many people as possible, and I'm waiting by the, like, hangar door. Right, because you're working with some of the people that, like, you're working with, like, the chief engineer and some of their uh, assistants. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the chief engineer's name is uh, Fiasco O'Donnell. What a fucking great name. Great. She's your chief engineer, and she's cool. Nice. Yeah, her fucking name's Fiasco. But you're mostly working with Fiasco while... Uh, is Fiasco God-given name, nickname, or unknown? God-given, most likely. You haven't asked. 
awesome. That's a sick name. It is. So, Scarlet, where are you? I'm looking for Ambrose. I, I want to yell at him. So you're, you're like just clawing your way to the front of the ship? Yeah, through all of the people who are now covering this Just ship. Bl- blowing past Fielding and Violet and Kali and Cherry. Yep. Okay. Just just like elbowing, pushing, shoving, every, the whole Bam sh- Schmauzow. The whole Bam Schmauzow, indeed. So you, you slam your fist into the, into the, the, uh, the pad that activates the door to the, uh, the bridge. And he is sitting slumped in his chair, staring out as the ship moves into the city. So you said Mars would be a fun time, didn't you? Well? Hello, Scarlet. Yeah, hello to you too, fuckbag. I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, sure. We're never going back there. (laughs) Don't see any reason to. Yeah. Look, I I understand you're upset. Oh, I'm past upset. Upset was me landing there. Right now, I'm livid. I didn't want to go back, and you made me go back. Could have stayed on the ship. I think you and I both know you couldn't have stayed. We needed you down there on the ground. Fuck you. Is that going to be all? Fucking fuck. Fuck off. Hey, 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 kid. What? You're going to be off world soon. Just try not to think about it. You're lucky I didn't shoot down there. I'm sure we'd have a lot to answer for if you'd killed Dominic Amano, but you didn't. Yeah. He's lucky I know his dad. I'm going to have to hear that story sometime. Oh, you definitely will. If we see him next time, I am shooting him in the face. I don't think we'll be seeing anybody that high up the chain for a long time. <laughs> uh, I kind of want to. I walk out the bridge. Okay. And Otto. Yes. Where are you right now? I'm in my lab. Okay. What are you looking at? What do we got? I'm analyzing some samples. From uh, from Mars? Yes. Okay. It's a, uh, I found this new breed of silicone. And I'm trying to make sure how it responds to different uh, stimuli. Mm. I've I've tried this uh, experiment before, but it was uh, sort of sidetracked by a wayward uh, animal that got in my lab and fucked about with all my uh, with all my files. And so I'm not sure how conclusive this would be, but I'm Wait, trying an to... animal on the vehement. No, 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 on a previous uh, ship. I haven't uh, been back to Mars in many but years. But regardless, an, an animal got onto your ship. Yes, a little rotten squirrel type thing. That's um, a story. <laughs> yes. Um, he was a stowaway from a different planet, uh, and he hmm. must have hidden in some sort of air vent or something. He came out, he was frightfully uncomfortable and angry, and I tried to tell him it wasn't my fault at all, but uh, he wouldn't listen to me. And, uh, yes, so I'm trying this again, and... Uh, the, I'm trying to see if the silicone will hold memory. Um, this particular silicone, as we know, the silicone back in uh, on Earth is is uh, used to store data. And so, therefore, if I can utilize this Martian silicone, then I might be able to expand my uh, internal storage. Hmm. 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 Yes. Um, no luck so far, though. And it's frightfully boring. Hmm. Also, Liam, can I just say that sounded extremely smart. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So while Otto is working away in his lab, while Scarlet is accosting the captain, throwing a tantrum, yeah, <laughs> a little bit, and while BD is making space for uh, 
new oncomers, will bring the camera out a little bit as the vehement flies low through these tall, tall, futuristic skyscrapers, which are just uh, smoking, missing sections, uh, some of them falling over onto one another. There is pandemonium in the streets as the call for the ceasefire comes down the line. The, the fighting begins to die down a little bit. And as the vehement makes its way directly over the Halation Square, there is the, just the tail end of a pitched firefight going on between uh, two groups of anchors. One uh, painted in all shades of blue, the other mostly stock standard gunmetal gray. The gunmetal gray of the Sidonian security forces who are like, like, you know, like a town guard, like, mm-hmm. like, a, like both the local police and the standing military of Sidonia, yeah. the city itself. So just like a heavily militarized police force. And they are they have heavily lost this battle to these blue anchors. Mm-hmm. Well, good thing we're putting it on pause for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and it is time for the three of you to depart. Do you go in anchor or out? Out of anchor. Out I, of anchor. I, I would like to... Is the square big enough for the vehement to land? Uh, you'd probably be able to send down like uh, like a small platform. Then that's what I'd like to do. Yeah, like like a and when I say small platform in this context, it's probably big enough to hold like thirty people. Like a like a little Mad gangplank elevator. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, yeah. So let's let's just go out out of anchor, use the platform. Yeah. Okay. So uh, all three of you are going. I'm certainly going. Okay, so BD's going, Scarlet's going. Otto, are you joining? Or are you working? Uh, I'm working. Okay. I've had enough of uh, conflicts. I just need some time to detox, as it were. Otto was just like enraptured in this silicone. Yes, I, I achieve somewhat of a, uh, a zen-like trance state when I'm able to work by myself, regardless of whether. So this the is like this is what you do. This is like your. Uh... Yes, this is my equivalent of having a game of sport or listening to. Not a necessarily rec- a vice, but like a. Yes, it's my work. I mean, and I, yeah, yeah. I'm fortunate enough to enjoy some parts of what I do. And I don't enjoy a lot of it, but this might actually have quite a solid benefit, both for me and for the crew. Um, and so I, I suppose I shall press on. All right. So you are working on the silicone while BD and Scarlet head down to the surface, to the Halation Square. Yeah. Is the captain coming with us or is it just the two of us? Who all is coming? Uh, Ambrose will join. Okay. I figured he has more of a th- authority over his own vessel than we do. So. Right. Yeah. So it'll be uh, you two, Ambrose, and let's say Cherry Ashfall. I'm writing that down. Specialty. Did you have that one in, in your back pocket, or was that off the dome? Uh, that was I, I. I generated a bunch of names oh. earlier before we started. I came up. I came up with some stuff. But Cherry Ashfall is an assistant to your chief medical officer, Donna Bella Perryton. <gasps> Donna Bella. Two N's or one N. One N. Donna Bella. P E. R Y T O N. Okay. Like, like the D creature. Oh shit, yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. But she's uh Cherry's got like a little medical bag prepared as you guys make your way down. Uh you guys notice Ambrose does have his hand rested on his sidearm the whole trip down. Yeah. And uh 
these these blue anchors take notice of you very fast, and you notice them too. And Beatty, uh, that particular shade of blue that these anchors are painted is a very familiar shade of blue to you. Oh, fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the it's the, it is the blue of the Jovian military. Yeah, interesting. Okay, weird. All right, sure. And uh, the there there are five of these anchors here, sort of surrounding one side of the Halation Square, cutting it off. And the front two of them are uh, being ridden actually by uh, other looks like other freelancers, other mercenaries who are riding on the backs of these anchors in these like bluish uh, fatigues. And three of them hop down off of these uh, the anchors that they're riding, and they head your way very fast to come up and meet you as you touch down. It's just people, not in their anchors, right? There are people in the anchors. They were riding on top of the anchors. Yes, that... but it's oh, just okay. the anchorless people who are coming to meet us, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Is there like a... They might actually... Are they? Do they look like freelancers, or are they like actually Jovian? Or well, I mean, what? anybody can be a freelancer. That's true. They anybody can be a freelancer, but they are wearing Jovian military fatigues. Yeah, uh, um, I would probably recognize Jovian military pretty well. So I would. Oh, they yeah. probably are actually Jovian military. Um. Well, what what's your what's your knowledge of other freelancers like? Other like mercenary companies. Um. I mean, we know anyone who like has interacted through like queen mab then you might know these guys uh you can roll me and assess if you want to figure it out oh please i might know things what is that plus well are you searching the uh sector net um probably i'd be searching my own internal like database to if whether or not i've you know encountered them or like are at all familiar of them uh this would probably be plus expertise, yeah. And I just make a seven. Okay. I get to give you uh, some interesting information about the subject. Okay. Uh, you recognize these these freelancers, regardless of the fact that they are wearing Jovian uniforms, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, these are Cassavander's Fifth Rifles. They are a group of Jovian deserters. Oh, sweet. Who, uh, hey, big mood. Who have taken on uh, contract work for themselves rather than uh, work within the Jovian military. Okay. Do they work through Queen Mab? Oh, yeah. Or not through Queen Mab. Just depends. They're, they're, okay. they're risk takers. Is there either like an intergalactic or a Queen Mab related kind of symbol for like parlay, essentially? So to be like, I we're gonna we are not a threat. We just need to talk, kind of deal. Uh, not like a Queen Mab specific one. No, I mean, there's always putting your hands up. Yeah, I was thinking, <laughs> is it just hands up? Sure. Yeah. I nudge. You know, BD nudges Ambrose to get him to put his take his hand off his rifle for a second. Ambrose lets his hand drop to his side, and you guys are jostled momentarily when the. The little like platform makes contact, and you are very quickly surrounded by these three individuals. And uh, one of them takes his helmet off. He has just blanch white hair, all flopped to one side of his face, and a big scar on the other side. You, you notice that 
all of these guys are heavily kitted out with like various cyberware. They've got cybernetic limbs uh, of all sorts, hands, legs, arms. Uh, the man who just removed his helmet has a cybernetic lower jaw. Oh, fuck. And like okay. blazing orange cyber eyes. Been through some shit, haven't they? That are just right in vibes, just, but not quite. Just sort of peeking out from behind, like the swoop of white hair. You can just see the little orange light. Yeah, those are some strong right in vibes. Are you working for House Amano? Yeah, word just came down that the three of you were going. Then you are aware that we are not a threat to you and we can expect the same respect to us? Oh, trust me. You're no threat to us either way. But uh, we don't intend to lose a payday here, so do what you need to do. You've got two hours. That should be enough. Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully, or uh, we might have to start up before you leave. That would be regrettable. And this is Cassavander himself. This is Tara Cassavander. Sweet. The leader of Cassavander's fifth rifles. Terra as in Terran? Like Earth? It's spelled the same, but yeah. he is certainly not Terran. He is Jovian. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Clock's ticking. Then we'll get right to it. I immediately ignore him okay. <laughs> and start looking for refugees. Do we have some kind of, like, uh, I don't know, future future megaphone? <laughs> well, there, the, the in the, the Halation Square, there is a large building that is designated as the, like, the emergency shelter. Okay. And that is where you have landed and what you were looking for. And it seems like that is what Cassavander's boys were attacking. Okay, then now they stop, thank God. <laughs> For the time being. Good. It's a shame right. that uh, you look around and you can see uh, the mechs, the, the anchors of the uh, Sidonian security forces, and they are just torn to shreds. Some of them are... So there's a, there's a concept in like mech fiction of, of a thing being cored out. Ooh. Which yeah. is when uh, like the 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 pilot is basically uh, targeted directly, and yeah, they they it seems like they've t did a lot of coring out of these poor poor anchors. Well, damn. So they they have they are these are some ruthless operators. Well, fuck. <laughs> okay, I think let's 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 get to the emergency building then. Right. They they seem to be chained for the time being, so you've got a little bit of time to get some people out. Two hours, apparently. That was the time limit that was set by uh, Raphael and delivered to you by Dominic. Yeah. All right. Let's do it to it. All right. So you, you make your way to the, the emergency shelter, and it is locked up tight. Big steel doors that could probably withstand a number of strikes from some like high-grade anchor weaponry. Hmm. Uh, we knock. <laughs> <laughs> there is, uh, there's no response for a few minutes. And then a there's a crackle of life on a tiny little intercom box above the doorway, and you can see a little camera set up underneath it. What's going on out there? Who are you? We are the evac team. We can fit exactly 40 members onto our ship. Should anyone within this uh, emergency center wish to evacuate, we are likely your best chance. We are, have been given two hours until the fighting resumes. How do I know you're not lying to me? How do I know you won't just shoot me when I open the door 
kill everyone inside. Because we took the time to even come out here, if we were going to shoot you or let you die, we wouldn't be out here in the first place. We would be long gone. We would have let you die here. What happened to to Officer Kels? I'm afraid there are few living out here. Oh, God. Where are you going to take us? Likely Earth. If we cannot manage that, then to the Freeholds. Oh, I I need to talk this over with with the people inside. I'm I'm sorry. You gotta need to make it quick. Please remember that we are on a countdown. Okay, okay. And the intercom dies, and you are sat there outside. Twiddling our fucking thumbs. So beady. Yes. Jovians are kind of assholes. I'm afraid that is the tendency. Yeah, but even more so than usual. Like, I thought I thought Mars was full of just complete and utter fuckwads, but... Huh. You had, a, you had a bad, didn't you? Please do consider... The Jovian citizens are those who believe themselves too good for the Solar Union. (sighs) That's what happens when you live under a monarchy. Little dick energy. Got it. (laughs) I suppose that is the best way to define it. Mm. I just hope nobody's too hurt in there. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I, 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 I don't have a lot of surgical equipment down here with us. We'd have to bring them back onto the ship and get them into... (sighs) Ah, jeez. I understand your fears. We will take any injured we can. Okay. Seriously, just calm down, Jerry. It's not like... What do you mean, calm down? We're in the middle of a war zone, Scarlet. And nothing new. I've been in a lot of war zones. Not directly. Vicinity. I don't get off the ship. This is the first time I've, like, been to Mars, and... It's not a very nice place. Yeah, it really isn't. I look, at Am- I look at Ambrose. With any luck, this shall be your last visit as well. Let's hope. And you hear the latches, just these, these massive like magnetic locks on this huge metal door disengage. And there's this hiss as whatever atmosphere was inside this, uh, this emergency shelter meets the Martian atmosphere once again. You, and you can just, like, smell the recycled air coming out of the, this place. Can I, uh, get a... Can we get a timestamp? How long are we waiting for? Uh, probably about 15 minutes. All right. Motherfuckers. Just making sure, because I remember we're on that timer, so I'm like, mm-hmm. how long do they take to come to a fucking decision? And emerging from the sort of dimly lit entrance way into the emergency shelter are just a a host of bedraggled and tired-looking Sidonian citizens. People who look very put upon by the situation, people who were not prepared for what has happened, but were lucky enough to make their way here and be in a safe, relatively safe place with uh, whatever belongings they had on hand, which were not many. Are there any injured... Um, one of them steps forward. You can recognize the voice as the person on the other end of the line from the, uh, the intercom. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Terika and Tegan aren't looking too hot. I think Lincoln and Kanto might be sick, but I don't think that I think they were sick before they came into the shelter. Everybody else is just a little, a little shaken, and pretty spooked. All right, Cherry, handle the... Injured, 
Everyone else, move out with us. Uh, sir, if you could direct me to your your, uh, your hurt friends, that'd be great. Thank you. And Cherry just starts digging in their medical bag and walking away with this man into this into the crowd of people who who do number somewhere in the in the forties. Although, BD, you will recall that uh, you could probably only fit about twenty of them. I thought we found another space for another twenty people in the hallways and such. No, we can only hold twenty. Like they would be spread out, but we can only hold twenty more people. I thought we had a room for twenty in the hold, and then another twenty spread out. No, right it was away. just twenty overall. You son of a gun! <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Stop making me make moral decisions. <laughs> Technically, you kind of lied to them, I think. Well, me, me, human Max, actually, thought <laughs> 40 was the real answer, so thanks. Well, now your mistake has driven you into a moral quandary. That we're going to do this fucking 1500 style, and we're just going to stack people on top of each other. Hey, hey look, that's a perfectly valid uh, response. It's it just going to be fucking uncomfortable. It's going to be life. really uncomfortable going from Mars to wherever. Listen, do they want to be comfortable or do they want to be alive? <laughs> this is the moral compass? Hey, fucking... There you go. Do you want to be comfortable or do you want to live? This That's... is what you're going to have to ask all other, all like the other half of the people here. Yeah. You want to stay or you want to go home? <laughs> <laughs> you want to stay or you want to go home? I guess the training day dilemma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You round up these uh, Sidonians and begin uh, marching them back to the platform to bring them up. And you can fit 35 of them probably on the thing in one trip. Sweet. It is a shame, though, that you can only fit 20 in the ship. Well, we're gonna fit 40. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's, I mean, fucking, they'll have to suck it up. I'm going to cram like two in fucking Otto's lab or something if I have to. <laughs> if Otto were here right now, he'd tell you to fuck off. Uh-huh. <laughs> He'll tell you to fuck off later. Right, right. Uh, Too bad. As this group is mustering in front of the platform, Ambrose addresses them. Excuse me, everyone. Uh, unfortunately, our lift can only hold uh, 30 people per trip, so we're going to have to... Uh, Make a few rounds, but uh, just to get ourselves out of your way and make sure we get as many of you on as possible, uh, we'll be going up first, my, my crew and I here. And he gestures for the, the two of you and uh, Cherry to get back on to the lift. All right. And you get back on the lift. Yeah. Okay. And Unless Ambrose is pulling some bullshit, which I feel like Beatty would know. <laughs> There's no bullshit here. There's no, cool. I would say, it seems like this is straightforward. Yeah. And he steps on after the, the three of you and begins punching the buttons to bring it back up into the cargo hold. And as you are wheeling away, he turns to you, BD. BD, what the hell? You know we can only fit 20 people on this goddamn ship without... <sighs> We're going to have to leave some of these people behind. I don't know why you told them we could take all of them. Because we can. It will be very uncomfortable, but I would rather be uncomfortable than let people die. Uncomfortable is an understatement. It's it's downright dangerous to put that many people on the vehement. Do you want to tell these people that they will have to be left behind? No, I don't. But I wasn't expecting to have to run into that eventuality at any point here. 
Captain, you are a good pilot. I am a good navigator. We can manage to safely get to ground and get these people off the ship safely without having to leave anyone behind. We only have two hours that will not be enough for more than one trip, and I am not leaving people behind. They're not going to like it. They will prefer it to death. I suppose that's true. (sighs) Shit. If necessary, should additional space be needed, myself, Otto, and Scarlet can load into our anchors and stay the trip there. Although, I likely would not, as you will need me as your navigator. Ambrose is like actively looking around the the lift at you, Scarlet. Eh, I sleep there anyway. (sighs) Okay. And you, you are jostled once more as the lift stops inside the cargo bay and you all step off and Ambrose begins to send it back down to pick up the first wave of refugees. And the, the process of bringing the, these two groupings up and they, do, they split it into like 20 on the first run through and 20 on the next. Uh, the first 20 come up easily enough because there's plenty of space for them. It's comfortable at least. It's a, it's a little more cramped than you'd imagined it would be. But you can see how 20 extra bodies would fit into this space and into the rest of the ship just fine. As the second group of Sidonians disembark from the lift, things become claustrophobic. <laughs> Understandably. It's like, it's like standing room only at a sold-out show. And it is, even as they are like very slowly edging their way out into the hall and down toward the bridge. And they're, they're just people like milling about on the <laughs> stairs as well. And Otto, you are noticing a large group of people massing outside <laughs> of your lab. Do they have to be here? Are they yep. coming from a, a terrible situation? Yep. Well, all right then. Actually, I have a use for them as well, uh, other than us providing safe harbor. Um, I've been testing this silicone, as I was saying, or silicone. You're not using them for your science experiments. No, 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 no. This is very good cause. The reason being is that I have the the internal memory logs on this ship are almost full, and I don't want to delete any of my precious information because then I might, you know, lose a break in an experiment that might help further on. That's a thing I'm very paranoid about. What are you suggesting, Otto? What I'm suggesting is that I believe I've I've synthesized the silicone into discs, which I believe. Uh, can store twice as much information or their thereabouts as before, and so I suppose if they are coming from strife, are they are they fleeing a, a political coup or situation like that? These are the people you went. These these are the people you went to go get, right? These are not like people that have taken their place. And no, there was not an additional coup after the single coup. These are the folks from Sidonia, Otto. Oh yes. Well, what I propose is that I get some sort of voice testimony from each of them, and that way we can serve two purposes. A, we can test out my my chips, as it were, and B, perhaps we can send these out to various charitable organizations around the galaxy to help get these people uh, some sort of permanent home rather than the ship. I mean, they're welcome to stay, but it is not quite up to code to have this many people milling about on here, and I, I, uh, I worry that it will cause a strain on the ship's exterior. Although I, I, you know, you are doing the right thing. I guess I'm not trying to kick them out. I'm a charitable, charitable man, but you know, um, they cannot stay here forever. Otto, I believe what you are saying may actually be for the best. So yes, of course it is. So long as you 
obtain their consent, you're welcome to mingle. I I understand that. You did not exactly obtain my consent to have them on here, but I respect the fact that they... Of course, I would not record them without their permission. Um, They would need to come into my lab one at a time, and I would only do so when they are good and ready, uh, considering they have been through uh, trauma, as it it would appear. Uh, They do look mighty shell-shocked. But yes, I I think this could be a, uh, you know, just a test. I'm not quite ready to copy over any of my information onto this new platform for fear of it not, uh, for fear of it not working. Uh, and I don't want to lose any of my stuff. I'm just imagining Otto's like leaning out of the, like just out of the doorway of the lab. Right, right. With like <laughs> shouting over the heads of these with, people. With glasses on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Otto, roll me a command. I, so roll a 2d6 and add your influence. Very well. I forgot that I even have dice in this game, so I'm grabbing my d6 now. Okay. You said 2d6? Mm-hmm. 2d6, add your influence. Okay, the first one is a 1, and the second one is a 1. <laughs> Ooh, baby. <laughs> but this is for their own good. Why do I have to influence them, fucking bastards? Uh, where's the- when, you command, when you command a group of NPCs, roll influence. I think that's still a no, unless you have a fucking plus 5 to influence. Plus, it's a plus 1 or a plus, plus 2. Plus, plus 1. Okay, so that's a 3 altogether. So not good enough. At all. That's not uh, good enough. Uh, you can uh, a bunch of these uh, Sidonians aren't really willing to hear you out. They, they're a little too concerned with the uh, the whole war happening in their hometown right now. M- maybe if you ask them later. Oh yes, of course. I was not expecting this right away. I'm just saying, you know, eventually. But just just sort of overhearing the the idea of what while you're like shouting over them <laughs> to your your compatriots, they're not really buying it at the moment. But. Y- I'll just, just, this is me being generous. You could probably try to convince them again some other time. This is the magic eight ball response. Try again later. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's not, you know, it's not anything harmful. I can omit stuff and it's no guarantee that it'll even store the information. I just need it as a formality. Um, But yes, I suppose I will try again later. If we, if there, is there some sort of uh, helpline or outreach system that we can use to get this story out there? Because, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, of course, they're welcome to be on here, but, it, you know, we cannot carry them around indefinitely. We must think of subsequent steps. We, our best course of action would be to go to Earth. Oh, find um, a city that they would be safe to be dropped there. We will stay away from your hometown. Can you stay far away? Well, actually, I, I mean, you know what could be good is if this silicone thing does work out. I'm not sure if... I mean, I suppose Mars is not that far away from Earth, so some uh, sort of spoil sport has already probably gotten on this. But I was searching well into the mines of Mars, and I found this, so I don't know how how uh, readily available this technology is. So I might be able to hawk some sort of uh, advanced hard drive system or whatever, and it can fund our ship and maybe some sort of uh, relocation options for these people, as well as, you know, keep my own expeditions going indefinitely. So it could be a win-win for all parties. I think we have one small problem with taking these folks to Earth. That would be? Well, considering everything going on here with the Amanos, the RSU is bound to send some sort of response soon. These are Terran citizens. All the more reason we have to get them to safe places other than this ship. We can't, we can't take that much fire. We can't 
hold off a whole army. The Solar Union might not be the safest place. Hmm. Yes. Are you sure you want to take a journey all the way to the Freeholds with this many people? These are Terran citizens. Ultimately, it is not up to me. It is up to you, Captain. But I hope that you understand my point of view here. I think leaving them inside the RSU is just a recipe for them all getting killed later on down the line. If you think Imana will continue their coup past marsh and soil, then... Beatty, I'm not going to mince words with you. This sniffs of the Kennet Rebellion. The Freeholds it is. The what now? The First Jovian War, Otto. Ah, yes, yes. I'm sorry, I'm more of a science man than a uh, history politics man, although I do try to dabble. Must have missed this lesson. I'm surprised you weren't around for it. You're old enough. Maybe. I don't know. I will ignore that Bob at my age and instead substitute it. I will take it as a compliment of my wisdom. And one thing you have to learn as you grow older is to meddle with only what suits you. You cannot have a stake in absolutely everything. There was an absolute horror show back at home. I was dealing with a bunch of shit. And I I simply cannot... I mean, I'm, I have sympathy, of course. You have to have heard about the Jovian War from one of your great-grandparents? Yes, but he was a nutter. I had no choice to believe what he was saying was a falsehood. I had no reason to, you know, think it was truthful. But now I realize that I might have been a little unfair to him, because it does sound like it was true. Um, he did have first-hand accounts of it, but then again, he was always lying about... You know, they would ask him, yeah, Grandpappy, have you eaten your breakfast this morning? He'd be like, no. And then they'd give him second helpings of borrow. So it was an absolute mess. He was constantly lying, pissing in his high chair, <laughs> frightening the children. And, uh, I can understand why you left your family. Yes, he was rather senile. Um, so, but maybe I was a bit harsh on him. Of course, I've read it. I've heard of it. Um, but I mean, you know, it's the same as when you hear of other certain things and you just it feels too far away for you to even comprehend and I have to say at that time the last thing on my mind was sympathizing with my relatives because they were terrible people they had they held indentured servants and they were very bad and uh, they would be absolutely aghast at what we're doing right now and of course I have no problem with harboring these people but uh, you know you have to understand the where my family came from they would not feel the same way we will avoid earth then I suppose we shall go to the Freeholds, then? I know some people there. I'd much prefer that. And, you know, maybe the Freeholds have not heard of this uh, special Martian silicone, too, so we could perhaps uh, try to make a buck that way as well. So you're banking on the idea that the uh, the Freeholders haven't seen Martian silicone? Well, I'm not banking on it, but I'd much prefer that they hadn't seen it. No, um, I'm just saying you, you'd probably have a pretty good bet there. Yeah, well, it's... And it's it's also a, the reason why it's so special is because it's made, the molecular makeup is such that it's much more durable than traditional silicone, even traditional Martian silicone, which has been popularized throughout the galaxy. Um, as you know, Martian dirt has the, uh, has the consistency somewhere between dirt and smoke. It's sort of halfway in between. Or, and uh, therefore, it can lead, make it very difficult to harvest some things off Mars, uh, especially the further down you go. But... I went further down and I and I got it, much to my own personal risk. Hopefully it will be to our advantage. And suffice to say, I have some old connections to the Freeholds. Some people there owe me some favors. As do I. I'm sure we can get in no problem and these people will be safe there. I have a question for Michael. Yeah, what's up? Um, how long 
does it take to travel from the Freeholds to Mars? This is definitely something Beatty would know as a navigator, but me, the human, doesn't know. <laughs> from Mercury to Pluto, the metric I used to measure this earlier uh, for the, the setting breakdown was it would take you two weeks. Okay, so about half. So that's from end to end. So uh, so like a week and a half. Oh, yeah, I forget. The space becomes much more and more as you get further out. Okay, week and a half. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, week and a half, and you'd be in the freeholds. Okay, I definitely need to use my navigation skill then because I can make it less unpleasant for everybody. <laughs> and you guys begin to get these uh, these refugees settled in. It's, it's pretty cramped quarters. Uh, speaking of which, there's a move. Called cramped quarters, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost as if I prompted that. Crazy. And I have a thing that can make cramped quarters uh, easier for us to handle. Okay, great. Well, you haven't gotten underway yet, but when we do, we will do that. Radical. Uh, For now, everyone's being patched up, and you are making your final preparations to leave. It has been about an hour and 30 minutes have elapsed. Okay. Since you initially arrived in the Halation Square. Cassavander's boys are getting... Jumpy. Yeah, I would like to skedaddle as soon as is possible. <laughs> I don't want to wait and run at the clock. So after everyone is as underway as possible and you've slowly made your way back to wherever it is you're going, I'm assuming, uh, Otto, you're staying in the lab? Yes, I think so. I, I still have some uh, more tests to run with this before I can even attempt to sell it to people. But, you know, the early signs are good. Right? Are you, like, keeping the door open and, ha- like, letting people come in? Or are you just keeping everybody out? Um, you know, if uh, I, I'll let people in and then the second they start messing around with my stuff, I will have no hesitation to kick them out. Not because I don't want them there, but just, you know, I, I just, not because of them. I just need, you know, my samples are my samples and they must stay, they must stay safe. Although, um... I do understand that a number of these refugees, as we've been talking to each other, have um, an interest in science and have some experience in it, with it. And so I'm more than open for those people to poke around my lab. And if they have any questions about anything or they wish to test some of my equipment out, you know, ask for permission and I will grant it. It's a, uh, it's a field where mutual, where it's only mutually beneficial when we learn from each other. You know, it's not... It is an isolating thing sometimes, and so when you can take lessons from other people and apply them to your work and vice versa, it's only good. So Otto's Otto's taking on assistance now, basically. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're not helping me with anything. It's just, you know, if they have a... I, I prefer to work alone, but if they have any questions about anything and they want to test some stuff out and learn, you know, it's a... Um, it's a library of sorts. They're not sure. helping me. Cat- they're not helping me catalog the library, but they are allowed to Auto. peruse the library. Yes. You you look down for a moment to continue to analyze your samples, and when you look back up, you are surrounded by <laughs> a gaggle of small children. <laughs> yes. Ah, <laughs> yes. Oh, hello. Yeah. Uh, w- uh, what would you like to learn? Do, uh, please don't touch that. Okay. <laughs> they are, they are like looking around your study. Some of them are like trying to go on tippy toe to like pick up some books from one of the higher shelves. A few of them are like gathered around your little like sand table. Ah, yes. Uh, if you I actually have something that could be more interest to them. I was working on a closed circuit system and uh, with LEDs and flashlights and whatnot. And so if you'd like to play around with that, 
uh, you can have a go. I don't know if books on uh, agrarianism in the outer in the outer uh, Hebrides could be very useful to you, but um, you know, have at it. I get. I suppose I did not think that a five year old would have an interest in such things, uh, much less a five year old that has been through unspeakable trauma. But um, <laughs> have at it. I guess just don't rip the pages, please. Otherwise, I'll have to. I'm out of tape, and I have to. I just I can't <laughs> deal with that right now. Otto's the, about the, to hand him a fucking fidget the, spinner. The, I, the pretty, I, right? The I pretty have, lights and the uh, the like very like painterly illustrations of old world animals do interest a number of them, but there are still two or three who are just watching you work, watching you look at, look like magnify it, and. It, it's like those things as a kid when like they would teach you about like currents and stuff and you can like switch the switches around like for, you know, yeah. That, yeah. That it's like, it's like going to the, the, uh, the science museum and uh, yeah, yeah exactly. With like crocodile say, clips and this, stuff. I must say, this is kind of the same thing as like giving a kid one of those, like, you know how when you were like really small and you had to do like the match the shape things. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is the equivalent of that. Sure. And, and what are your names? Sweet children. Oh boy. Do they have a lot of names? <laughs> Oh, God. Well, I, well, I would expect you'd have one each, so... <laughs> <laughs> I never had children for explicit reasons, but you know what? These ones seem... Are, they're quiet enough. They seem all right. There are about eight of them. Uh, their names are Annan, Annan Messon, Ethel Binand, Bronco Wilson, Cynthia Faust, Gene Wart, Mara Welly. Gene Wart's going this, places. This sounds like we're about to have a minute of silence afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Kids. How Hold many on, have I listened so far? Who is the one for Cynthia? We there's, got Annan, we got Ithil, we got Cynthia, Jean, and Mara, and I keep, lost keep, one of them. Keep How many of those them. are there? Five. Five? Okay, and then there's uh, Bronco Wilson, Benjo, Jesse, and Fremmy Pat. Ah, Jesse yes. and Fremmy? Fremmy Pat! <laughs> I love it's, that. Uh, it's spelled P A T T E. You do so, There are three of them, they're Let's all see. siblings. Forget Gene, Fremmy's going the fucking distance. <laughs> I wish my real name was Fremmy. Is someone keeping track of these NPC names because I can't write them down fast um, enough? Uh, not last names, but I've got the first ones. I just need I just need Fremmy. Yeah. Fremmy, Benjo, and Jesse. Yeah, the triplets. <laughs> I, have, the I have an idea. Benjo and Jesse. Ch- children, would you like to see something uh, interesting? I think you might like it. It's a... Um, can I? Can everybody give me like a a kid? Yeah, really quick. Just one, one, two, three. Yeah. yeah! Uh, well, I suppose uh, in the in the back here, I have um, a little tank with some fish in it that I'm using to study their reproductive patterns. And you may observe them as you wish. They are from um, this awful planet. I'm. I, they must be. If fish could talk, they must be thankful I rescued them from there because there was it was going south in a hurry. Um, the the topsoil was evading and the ozone was absolutely burning up the oceans and so the fish would have had no future. Um, can I can I can I just throw like a bunch of kid questions around the table from what he just said? Absolutely. Am I allowed to do that? Yeah, come right. into the scene. <clears throat> yeah, play in right. the space. Wait, 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 which kid are you? <laughs> I don't He's know. Bron- I was gonna Bronco. do a. Course. Are you? Bron- I was gonna do a few of them. Do do Bronco, <laughs> coward. <laughs> What's reproduction? <sighs> <laughs> I like the blue one. Um, it's it's how we're all made. You were made because your parents reproduced. You're really old. Well, you're very young, but you don't see me getting on you about it. I'm five. 
Well, I'm substantially more than that. I was five once. Why are you so hairy? Uh, I genetics, I suppose. Um, Can I play <laughs> with this? Uh, what are you asking to play for? I can't it's just see like it. a real a tool that looks like a multi-tool from the future. Are you hairy because of anxiety or something? Hang on, one My question. My mom said anxiety. One, shut up. One question at a time. The first one. The. Uh, <laughs> Okay, okay. Hang on, hang on. Hang on. No, 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 no. Can we cut there for that scene? No, no, no. Liam wants to play in a space. Let's let Liam play. I'm sorry for saying that, children. I didn't mean to. I'm not very good at dealing with children because I was not a very easy child to deal with myself. But that multi-tool, you may play with it, but you may not use it on any of your compatriots. And what was the next question? Oh, anxiety. A lot of things are because of anxiety. Um, these yeah. bags, these bags, and I'm, I'm sure. Well, children, I mean, I have to say, you, you've been through hell as well. You must know quite a bit about anxiety more than me. Maybe I should ask you some questions, and uh, and help you out. If that's you want right. to know my favorite color. Yes, by all means. My favorite color is blue because um, this guy on Earth is blue, and I want to go to Earth someday. Well, I. Uh, <sighs> Bollocks. Uh, there are a lot of planets with blue skies, and many of them are better than Earth. Um, but, you know, there are good My parts. favorite color I'm is sorry. green. That's very good. The grass on That's Earth is green, That's my favorite color. The sky yeah. on Mars is green. Yes. Well, children... That was I'm, actually someone in, someone uh, <laughs> standing in your doorway. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to burst your bubble, because there are many good places on Earth. Unfortunately, Do I'm you never... want to see my boogers? <laughs> No, I don't. Unfortunately, Can we cut I've, the scene there? I've never been... Kids, please, please leave the gentleman alone for a moment. How how do you like the fish, children? Do you like the do you like the fish? Yeah. Fish like fish. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kids, you can come back and see the fish later. Well, the good. Um, I did have a. Um, I did have some. It was an awful looking thing. I'm not sure what it's even called. I think it might be a new species, but I just sold it off a couple planets ago. Um, I so nice. wish you could have met them. Bye, Mr. Was... Old Guy. Yeah, I like uh, to. F- did the kids already is... leave the room? Let's my... let's get you back to your parents. My name is Otto von Furstenberg. I took the trouble to learn your names, although I can't remember any of them. And, the children uh... are gone. Bye, Mr. Hamburger. <sighs> I feel very vindicated in my decision to not have children. <laughs> although these, although although I must say, although I must say, if I were to have a child, I would hope that they have a tenth of the natural curiosity of you. Of you lot, because if everyone cared about science and was, you know, science is something that science is something that is naturally exciting, and kids almost have the intuition to uh, understand it, and then that love is beaten out of them almost uh, with the weight of the world, and 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 all this mathematics become involved, and it just becomes terribly boring. Whereas science, at its core, is observing natural phenomena, and no one derives more joy out of that than children. Everyone say goodbye to Mr. Von Furstenberg. Bye, Mr. Furstenberg. Goodbye, children. If you ever uh, need to vent some feelings about your parents, I've been there. If you want to look at some samples, you may. Um, but as always, I will be erecting a rules on the uh, on the wall um, because I believe one of my shipmates took it down, although I have no evidence. Um, but I will be putting a new one up. And if you just follow the rules, there'll be no trouble. It'll be quite all right, and you can look at whatever you want. And if you wish, there are a couple books that I will need to, to keep here for these purposes, uh, for the work I'm doing now. 
But if there are books you'd like to take other way on, on the ship so you can read, uh, you know, before you go to bed, a little, little late night reading, um, just let me know. And then I will uh, be asking for it back. In The in children are gone. <laughs> I want to say, I, I want to say, this, this, me, whole, this whole time, me personally been... hearing this speech, I feel like a kid again wanting to leave the room. This, this whole time I've been, I've been just looking at my experiment, like I've been working on my stuff. And so I haven't turned around, like I've turned around to them, obviously, but at this point I've been working. And so I don't realize that they've left. I turn around. Oh, they're, how long is, how long has it been just you for me? A while. It's for me, and there's the gentleman uh, leaning in the doorway. Everyone left. But are you here because you found value in what I had to say? Mm-mm. <laughs> it's a shame. I just wanted to say you're really funny, and also I hope you handle your parent issues really well. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's a shame if you were interested. I, you could have been my uh, protege, as it were, but uh, that's all right. I'm not expecting you to have an interest in the same things that I do, especially in this time of upheaval in your life. But yes, I'm, I'm trying to relate. I cannot help that I'm old and I cannot help that I talk like this and I cannot help that I have an inability to use words that suit the mental capacity of children. But You're funny. Thank you. I've never been called that before, but you know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. You're very kind. You know that. Fremi? Fremi leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well. Thank you for uh, entertaining the children, Mr. von Furstenberg. Oh, you're quite welcome. So do you have an interest in scientific uh, practices? <laughs> <laughs> End scene. End scene. End yes, that yes. scene. Okay. We will cut away. Uh, that was a moment. Right, so that we was will, a beautiful moment. We will travel further up the corridor uh, to the bridge of the vehement, where, BD, you are. you finally made it back to your station, along with... Uh, with Ambrose. The rest of our crew is just kind of milling about up here. The ones that aren't part of the medical crew that are just like, yeah. well, I guess we're here now. Yeah, uh, Donabella and Cherry are seeing to the wounded. Uh, among the like, normal bridge crew, there's you and Ambrose and uh, Judah and Campbell and Fielding. I'm writing these down. <sighs> Fielding was the last one. Fielding. Their, their names are Judah de Leon. Campbell Hunt, and Fielding Cantor. Sweet. And they are the other members of the bridge crew. And in addition to the lot of you, there are a number of uh, uh, Sidonian refugees. Sweet. The more the merrier, I guess. <laughs> Some of them just looking out of the, like, the, the viewport out into what I'm assuming is like just like the green Martian skies you guys are taking off and getting into atmosphere mm -hmm. and like the transition from green to darker green to void. Mm -hmm. And as you were settling in, if you were looking at you kind of quizzically. To answer your questions, yes, I am a robot. No, no one is controlling me. No, I mean you no harm. Do you like the rumblings in just sentient android, sentient robot? That's hmm. Beatty's just ignoring them at this point and relaying information to As to Ambrose. <laughs> wow, that's wow. And Ambrose turns around in his chair and addresses the gathered people here on the bridge. We'll be heading to the freeholds, just in case whatever's happening here turns into something bigger and makes the rest of the Solar Union unsafe. I hope you all understand. It's going to be a long trip, and 
It's not going to be very comfortable. But if, if you just hang in there, we'll keep you safe. Uh, my name is Ambrose Belgard. I'm the captain. Can I, hear, can I hear him give the speech from where I am? Yes, yes. So you are hearing it over the intercom mostly. Food and drinks on the captain! <sighs> I'm going to assume no one heard that. I'm going to pretend no one heard that. <sighs> we can offer you what little we have to offer you. Uh, please try to stay out of the way of my crew as they go about their jobs. On board the vehement. Uh, I don't... He turns to you, Beatty. We will be at the Freeholds in a week or less. If they have any questions, please ask our crew. And they should be safe here. There's another um, like wave of muttering through the crowd. Some of it seems a little more perturbed than previously. They may be getting a little riled. Beatty, what do you do? Beatty reaches over and hits a switch that, oh God, that puts... (laughs) (laughs) That was the switch. (laughs) No! Um, Beatty reaches over and hits a switch that just starts playing um, some of uh, Scarlet's playlist. (laughs) Just some jams to keep people calm. Beatty, what the fuck? That's my playlist! Oh, goodness. Who gave you access? Folks, just, I know it's not the best of things, and this is certainly the worst of times to be doing this. Thanks, Robert Frost. But we're doing what we think is best. We're doing what I think is best. And we'll we'll see how that pans out. But I can promise you that none of you are going to be hurt. I can promise you that much. Beatty, take us out. And I do that. <laughs> Judah, can you get a couple of these people off the bridge? I need some operating space. Uh, right away, sir. And Judah stands up from his seat and starts sort of ushering these people back down the little stairway hurting. to the bridge. Yeah, a little bit. It's a little bit like hurting. And Scarlet, as you are all moving a little bit faster than normal. You can tell you're about to get underway. You can hear the engine spinning up, your boot drive beginning to prepare for the first of many jumps. Uh, what are you doing? Where are you at? Uh, well, I was... I am with Cherry watching her tend to the wounded. Probably the cargo hold then, right? Yeah, the cargo hold. So down in the cargo hold, it is not exactly pandemonium, but it is a, it is like a very loud... You, like a loud cafeteria. Like you remember back in high school when you'd go to the lunchroom. Oh God! You're basically in a public pool, a full yeah. public pool with no water in it. <laughs> There's like some people like climbing your anchor, and all the while there are there is Cherry who is tending to the the two wounded and also the two sick. <sighs> yep, them climbing the anchor is where I draw the line on this. In what way are you drawing a line? I'm drawing the line on them climbing all over it. <laughs> How are you going to enforce that? They're on your anchor. Hold on a sec. I want to think this through. I'm pulling out the erosion gun, but I'm taking off the erosion aspect of it <laughs> for a sec. You can't take off. <laughs> I'm going to take it off. <laughs> the safety is still on, basically. The safety is still on. So you're just pulling a gun out? 
Just going to put it out in the air. You you pull the gun out and put it in the air, and everyone in the cargo hold is like gasping, and some of them scramble away from you. Uh, Scarlet, what are you doing? I'm sorry I had to do that. You guys were making too much noise. Put the gun away. These are. And you were getting all over Katsu. These are civilians. What are you doing? Cherry, calm down. I'm not shooting them. What the? You pulled a gun on a bunch of people. And it got their attention. Oh my god. Listen. We're gonna be here for a bit. Give or take maybe a week, maybe longer. So we need to work together on this. We need to cooperate. That means no going crazy and definitely not climbing on my anchor. One of the uh, the adults uh, starts sort of bearing down on you. You better not point that fucking thing at my kid, you son of a bitch. Can I walk over to him? I mean, yeah. I'm gonna walk over to him face to face and look at him. Yeah, I'm gonna get through him. Get through He's the a- crowd. He's a good, like, six inches taller than you. I don't care. And he's pretty broad-shouldered, pretty wide. If you think I'm ever going to point a gun at a child, then... Look, man, I don't know you. And I don't know you, but I would never do anything like that. All I'm saying is we need to work together. And yelling is obviously not going to get anyone's attention, considering everyone's yelling on top of their freaking lungs. So you pull out a gun? Listen. How do you think that makes the situation any better? Listen, I'm a very unorthodox person. I'll leave it at that. But I mean no harm. All I'm saying is... You can't look at me with a straight face and a gun in your hand and tell me you don't mean any harm. There are children on this ship. You can't just go waving that thing around. That's really irresponsible. You know what? Fine. I take the gun and I toss it to Cherry. She, she like, gets her hands on it and then drops it. The safety's still on. And it clatters to the floor. Safety's on. It's fine. Fine. If you think I'm a threat to you, hit me right here. I, I don't think that's going to fix the problem. You freelancers have a really weird way of problem solving. No, really. If you think I'm a threat, hit me right here. Kid, hit I'm not going to... Hit me in front of your kid. Kid, I'm not going to hit you. So if I were to point a gun right back at your face, you wouldn't do anything? I would, but you don't have the gun on you right now. But if I... So what if I hit you right now? Either way, we're all in danger. If we scramble around here someone would eventually get hurt. No matter what I do, someone else would have done something else. We're stuck in here for a while. No one was going to do anything violent until you did something violent. Really? So you're saying that after maybe a week here, people wouldn't start to maybe go crazy? I can't speak for the future, but I know right now you're the only one who is instigating anything. I'm not instigating violence, you idiot. The gun would have begged to differ. The gun is staying with the nurse. The gun is staying out of my hands. Any weapon is staying out of my hands. I think that's for the best right now. Thank you. All right. Now if we're done with this, can everyone listen? Everybody's quiet. All right. So as I said before, we're going to be here for a while. And we're kind of, we're definitely going to be limited on our resources. So what we're going to do is we're going to have to work together and figure this all out and try not to freak out about any of this. Because right now, it's cramped. Everyone's probably going to be really tired. And let's be honest, these are not. this is not a comfortable cargo bay. There is nothing comfortable about this place. I should know. I sleep in it already. So if everyone's willing, I say we all just try and stick to kind of little groups. In this cargo bay. Not like little, little groups, but like 
enough to the point where we can still kind of have some kind of order. All right? They're all just sort of looking at you, looking back at each other, looking back at you, looking at Cherry, looking back at you. Look, it may not seem like it, but we're trying to get you guys out of here. Right now, we're not even sure what the heck is going on with anything. It's all over the place. All we're concerned about right now, well, me personally, even though I didn't really show it at the moment, is getting you out of Mars and somewhere safer. If it means getting you to the freeholders, then I'm all in. But until we get there, we're just going to have to work together. See, uh, some of them start nodding in agreement. All right. All right. So what's going to end up happening is everyone kind of just gather up whatever resources you have, and we're going to try and ration it. We're going to not, we're going to try and make sure that everyone gets a fair share of anything. We want to make sure everyone survives this long journey, because I doubt we're going to be making any stops. They're all, again, nodding listening intently to whatever instructions you're ready to give. All right, cool. And I'm sorry for pointing the gun in the air. That was very rude. The the man who'd uh, sort of uh, run up on you, he puts a hand on your shoulder. All right, kid. All right. Cool. All right. All right, kids. If you want to go look at the... If you want to go look at my anchor over there, have at it. Just don't break it, please. And stay away from any buttons. Do not press any buttons. And everything sort of goes back to its low-level cacophony. (sighs) I sit back with Cherry. 